Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we back for part two here uh, for the basketball side of things here in the J&J podcast. I'm here with JC um, in a very calm and cold night. How you doing, man? What's up, bro? It's cold over here. But it yeah. snowed yesterday. I'm chilling, though. I'm chilling, trying to get to this fucking NBA preview or, you know, whatever you want to call it, midseason reactions because, man, fucking East, fucking Celtics. We'll get all into it, but what's up? <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, we'll do this how we did at the West. We'll we'll go from top to bottom, yeah. kind of go over how each team's doing. Um, I mean, let's just get to it, man. I mean, right now, looking at the standings, the Heat, number one in the East. Um, and really, I would have never guessed that the Heat would be number one right now. Um, they're kind of a lot. Not a lot of people are talking about it. You yeah. know, everyone, the hype is all around the Bulls, Nets, Bucks. You know, Sixers. Hornets here and there, but the Heat, man, really the lone the lone wolf right now. As for the time being of this recording, yeah. they're the number one team. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Are you surprised that they're number one? I know we thought they were uh, good, but I mean, first of all, you know, I want to give you your flowers, your credit. You deserve it. You said the Bulls were going to be high in the rankings. I didn't think they were just yet, but they were one for a while. I mean, the Heat just took it from them, but. Um, yeah, the Heat, to me, I thought, you know, I think we both had them, like, third or fourth. or so We had them at the top. I didn't think they are going to be one. The only reason I think they're one is because, you know, Durant's hurt. The Bucks have been kind of a uh, bit dinged up here and there. So, obviously, Giannis got COVID for a while, so he wasn't playing for a bit. But it's up and down right now in the East. It's just the health is catching up to them. But, I mean, Miami, I'm not surprised they're, they're where they're at. I mean, Lowry – Butler, you know, those two guys are fucking psychos when it comes to this game. And, you know, they, they play with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. Um, Adebayo, I don't know how you feel about him. I feel like he hasn't really, you know, stepped up like I thought he would since coming off of the bubble season. He's kind of been disappointing. But uh, I like their team overall. I knew these guys were going to be uh, scrappy and you know, they were going to be up there and giving these guys uh, headaches at the top of the East. But come playoff time, I don't know how how much wear and tear Lowry and Butler are going to have to where I have confidence in them coming out of the East this year. If they add, like, unless Tyler Hero or somebody really steps up later on in the year, I think they'll get to the second round and probably get knocked out then. But I mean, you never know what's going on with Brooklyn and their turmoil. We'll get into it. But, yeah, I mean, shout out to the Heat, man. They're, they've surprised a lot of people. Certainly not us, but to a lot of people that he were probably like a fourth or fifth seed. But. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like you said, you kind of hit it there. I mean, we both expected them to do good. Um, I am a little surprised that they are number one or at least battling for number one um, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this far into the season, so um, you know, gotta give them their flowers there. And the, the yep. thing that's scary, I, that's what I was saying, is like, like you, like what you said about Bam, but like a lot of people keep forgetting Ola Depot's also on this team. Um, he's expected yeah. to return, I think, sometime in the coming, like in the next three or four weeks or so. But that's another piece. If he's healthy, you know, that could be huge. Um, Jimmy Butler's a dog, dude. Like that, that man will will win you a game or two. Um, so yes, I like you said, Tyler Hero needs to step up if they want to continue this 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 streak that they're in. Um, but this team really prides itself in defense. I've said it before with with Spolstra, that's who he's all about. And um, 
they have the capability. They are a better version of the Knicks, I, in my opinion. Like, the Knicks are very grit and grind, get in your face, play D, figure out the offense later. The Heat are like that, except the only difference is Tyler Hero can get you 30 if he need, if he has to. Um, Jimmy Butler can get you points. Like, these guys have have stars in Miami. Um, not off, offensive stars, I guess you could say. P- people that can get you points, whereas in New York – um, you know, we don't know what R.J. Barrett's going to bring. Julius Randle's very streaky as it is. So, um, yeah. the, heat, the Heat are scary. Um, I, like you said, though, I don't know. They might, they might be missing one more piece. It could be Oladipo. Mm-hmm. It could not be to, to kind of take them over the hump and, and have me consider them going back into the NBA Finals because, you know, COVID year was something else. But, yeah, I mean, the Heat, they, they're good. They're expected to do good. The only surprise is that they're number one uh, for the time being. So, yeah, and I mean, it's, I guess if you just look at it, like, just blank slate, it is surprising Miami's won, but everybody's separated by, like, a game or two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, by next week, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee has the one seed. Yeah. So, it's just going to keep going back and forth. But uh, I'm glad you brought your that Bulls. up. I'm glad you brought that up because th- this the Eastern Conference, I said in the Western Conference episode, it's a lot different this year around. Yeah. Like you said, I like that you said that. I mean, really, I'm looking at the standings right now. Number one through number shoot uh, twelve really number one through twelve eight and a half number one through six is two games apart so you're right I mean next week we could you know when people are listening to this next week we're gonna see the Bucks in first place you never know or the Nets but yeah man let's get to the Bulls let's get to the Bulls this is the team I was really excited to talk about Um, these guys are the real deal I actually want to and I might after this episode um, is over I might put money on the Bulls to make the NBA Finals. Um, that's how kind of overreacting I am to them. Um, definitely Eastern Conference, um, but I, maybe NBA Finals got to see how they do. But they have all the pieces, dude. They have so much depth, but they also have the stars and, and DeRozan, um, you know, and, and Zach Levine. So um, yeah. they have they have everything. They really do. I, I, I don't know what your thoughts on the Bulls, but, man, I'm, I'm so excited. I watch I mean, them every game pretty much. Yeah, I mean, my my whole thing with the Bulls is I thought Levine and DeRozan were going to take time to mesh together. They kind of play the same position. So I wasn't sure how that aspect was going to go and if either one of them were willing to take a backseat to the other. But, I mean, they're both playing pretty much the same. You know, DeRozan hitting the game win is the difference. But, I mean, this Bulls team, man, the L.A. Lakers should be eating their hearts out with what's going on in – in Chicago, Lonzo Ball has been stepping up. Caruso, before he got hurt, and by the way, fuck Grayson Allen for that fucking foul. That was yep. disgusting. That was a stupid foul. The fact that they only suspended him one game is a joke. I mean, you can sit here and tell me you don't know his intentions, but the way he went at him when he went up in the air, I'm like, bro, that's that's too dirty of a foul. They should have gave him more games and find him more money, but that's neither here nor there. But Chicago, man, I mean, they – they, they got, like you said, they got the depth, they got the weapons, and a lot of these teams better start taking the Bulls more seriously. I feel like everybody's still kind of, oh, you know, they're young, this and that. They're scrappy, they fight, they play for Billy Donovan, and um, I, I mean, they, I could see them in the Eastern Conference Finals, no, no doubt about it, especially with what's going on in Brooklyn. I don't know who, when Kyrie's going to play, when he's not going to play, and uh, with Harden, if he really wants to get traded or not, and KD's breaking down because they played him so many minutes, and you know, no, nobody's really stepping up in Brooklyn right now. I mean, Harden, I feel like he wants out. 
Kyrie can only play in away games, and you know you can play KD forty minutes a game so much until he breaks down like he did this past uh, couple weeks. So um, yeah, Chicago. I mean, they they can really find themselves playing for a shot in the title. They got the depth. I mean, I, I love Caruso and Lonzo. What the attitude those two bring on defense and offense, of course, and then obviously DeRozan and Levine. I mean, just balling out. So. I mean, these teams really got to take Chicago seriously. And I, I bet you they are now, but I feel like that's how they found themselves second in the East. I feel like everybody was kind of overlooking them. You know, they took the league by storm for sure this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the, going back to the Bulls again, the, they have a lot of – like anyone can really step up any night. Like DeRozan, mm-hmm. Zach Levine, Lonzo can have a great night. Vucevic too. Not a lot of people talk about him. He's had yeah, a Vuce. down – He's had a down year, but he's still averaging a double-double. So that's very effective. Um, I think this all three of those really should make the all-star team. Um, Levine, DeRozan, and Lonzo. Maybe Vucevic, but like I said, he's kind of been struggling here and there. But um, in the entirety, this team has – they have no weak links. Um, mm-hmm. I, still, I feel like sometimes they lose games because they lose um, focus. On their games, obviously, there's some very few teams that are, are far better than them talent-wise, like the Bucks, for instance. They lost to them not too long ago, but close game all around. Um, but, no, yes, uh, I think this team has a lot of learning to do, like you said. Um, but I think they'll do that learning throughout the season. I, I think once playoff times come – once playoffs are around, DeRozan's experience, he knows what to do. Caruso's been in the game. Um, it's time to give him his respect, like a, like a lot of respect, not just, you know, we know who he is. Like, no, Caruso is definitely a game changer now leaving the Lakers. This wasn't just L.A. hype. Like, he really is the real deal in the league, which still to this day pisses me off. But low-key, the Bulls have become a team I'm rooting for. I mean, I I, um, I have a soft spot for them just because of Caruso, but also Lonzo. I, I always liked them with the Lakers. I never understood what we did to, you know, torture him or, or kind of hate him this whole time. Um, and I never had, I, I love DeRozan. That's one of, you know, my girlfriend's favorite players, uh, DeRozan. So, um, it's all around, this team's very likable for the time being. And, um, you know, I, I kind of being a little biased, but I really don't see any flaws right now that I can say like, yeah, this, they're going to lose because of this. Yeah. I mean, when they go against like the big powerhouses, I mean, they, they do struggle when they have to play a dominant player, like. Giannis like they did a couple weeks ago but overall I'm not going to be surprised if they're playing Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals just depends how the you know how the standings work out this year but yeah I mean credit to all those guys making it work like I said I thought it was going to take time for them to mesh but it it clicked right away and they're second in the East I mean there's not really much else to say about them but I mean let's get to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. what's going on there man I mean what I I wouldn't say this is surprising in a way. Obviously, we knew Kyrie was going to be out for who knew how long. Obviously, he's playing on road games now. But with what the most shocking thing about it is that the fact that Harden wants out. I mean, this is – I think with him and KD, I'm not too sure why it hasn't worked out. And You know, he's he's been out of shape since – I mean, I don't even know how long it's been. But, I mean, all the – the things that's going on with Brooklyn and the fact that he's complaining and he's like, oh, I want to go to Philly and blah, blah, like, that's all on him. Like, I don't know how he's, you know, saying, oh, Brooklyn's making me uncomfortable, whatever reports came out. I'm just like, 
bro, you guys have everything you need in Brooklyn. You have KD. You have arguably the best player in the league, you know, who depending who you talk to. And the fact that they're still trying to find ways to complain and bitch and moan and want out, it's just – it's annoying. I'm sick of – obviously Kyrie not getting vaxxed and, you know, New York's not letting him play home games. But Harden, I'm sick of the excuses. I'm sick of the bitching. I'm sick of the moaning. Like, step up or just go on a fucking rebuilding team. Go to go to the Kings. You can get all the points you want there. You can average a triple-double. You can win an MVP or whatever. Like, I'm just sick of the complaining from that guy. It's, it's getting old really quick. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think the problem with Brooklyn stems from Steve Nash. I love Steve Nash. Um, I, I think he's a great player, great like you know, very respected in the league before he retired. Always rooted for him to get a ring um, and stuff after Kobe retired and stuff or after Kobe's rebuilding years in the last few years of his career. But um, Steve Nash, I think, is the problem here. I don't think – I think he's a decent – like, he's a great X's and L's coach, but I kind of think he has trouble kind of controlling this locker room in a sense where he makes everybody feel together. And I think that's why Harden is speaking right now about leaving because I don't think he feels a connection to this team. I don't think a lot of, it takes, it takes like a lot. It takes a tremendous amount of leadership to get a team together with this much talent, like Durant, Irving, Harden. You can't forget. There's also a couple of alpha males there on this team too. LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, uh, Patty, Patty Mills, uh, Paul Millsap, like uh, some of these players. Oh, he just got rid of them. Like, that's what I'm saying. But like some, yeah. most of some of these players, like were alphas, like at some point in their careers, like you know Millsap. Yeah. I know, I know he got released, but like Millsap when he was there, like he was a dog back in his Utah days. Like Lamarcus Aldridge in Portland, Blake Griffin in Clippers. Like it's a, it's a lot to handle. It's, you know these these personalities, like you have to get everybody to buy in. And I think that's Steve Nash's problem with this team is that not everyone's bought in and it's kind of just creating a division between the, the, the locker room and Harden is unfortunately on one side and Durant Kyrie could be on another. So I think that's the problem that really, they have the talent. I am on paper. I think they're the best team on the league, but this is kind of what's going to plague them all years. The Kyrie situation, the Harden being unhappy, Durant's injuries, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I, I they got to figure it out. I'm not out on them just yet. I think this is a problem that could be solved. It just needs to be addressed as soon as possible. And you know, come playoff time, who knows? Maybe they could look like the best team in the league now, like as we expected them to be. If Harden's still on this team by the deadline, I'm out. I, I don't have any faith in Brooklyn figuring this out. Um, you know, even if they get Ben Simmons, I, I don't think that's going to fix anything. I mean, Ben. Simmons, he starts to get into playing shape. I'm pretty sure he's in shape, but obviously when you're in a game, it's a lot different. But I, I just don't see it for Brooklyn this year. I mean, Chicago, Miami, Milwaukee, those are the four that are the three that really – I can see them beating Brooklyn in any round, honestly. But you never know. Like you said, they could figure it out. It could be a whole different story by March and April. But for the time being, I'm, I'm kind of not seeing – how this is going to work out to them, but you never know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, let's get to the champs, dude. The, the champs really have been also low key. I guess that's part of being in a small market. Um, 
team is that not a lot of people pay attention to the Bucks as much as well this year. Um, just looking at the media, NBA TV, ESPN, blah, blah, blah. In the East, it's been the Knicks. I know they've been asked, but the Knicks have been getting attention. Um, the Bulls, obviously, for their success. Brooklyn with Harden stuff. And then Philly with Simmons situation. Not a lot of people really. Milwaukee, this is kind of a low-key team again, which is odd because they're the champs. But, I mean, Giannis is doing his thing. Um, obviously, you know, Drew's Drew. and and But I want to give Chris Middleton his flowers because the man's been kind of stepping up more and more uh, throughout the seasons. And the, the dude is a legitimate, respectable, possibly big three player in this team. So, um they they're looking good. I feel like they're kind of coasting for now. Um, I think they understand the the assignment that once playoff kind of time comes around, they'll they'll play harder and step up more. So, um, I'll give this team I'll give this team um a couple of more months. Like I said about Brooklyn, except this team doesn't really have flaws. I think they're really just kind of chilling and and playing their way until the playoffs come around. Yeah, and you know they really should coast. I don't I don't feel like they should really. They don't have anything to prove. They've already proved it. They won the chip last year. And I, I just think they need to stay healthy. Make sure they don't lose any of their, their big three. I'm going to say it's a big three. I mean, Middleton, when he gets going, obviously they have Giannis and Drew Holiday. When he's facilitating that offense, who's stopping him? Like, they're not. And especially with all the depth they have at shooting now, I mean, that's honestly all they were missing last year. They still find a way to win the title. Because Giannis elevated himself to top two in the league. So, you know, I mean, I'm not worried about Milwaukee at all. They'll be fine as long as they stay healthy. They'll be back in the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially in the finals again. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I just don't see them, see anybody really challenging them throughout the playoffs. Like I said, the seeds could, the seed always could be changing and they could run into the Bulls in the second round or whatever. But even so, I still think Milwaukee's going to find a way to get to the finals again. Nobody in the East is really going to challenge them unless Brooklyn, like you said, miraculous, miraculously figures it out and they can finally get it together and all three of them are going to be playing. But for the time being, Milwaukee's the favorite. It's not close. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I love the Bulls, but I kind of would still give the Bucks the edge. Just like yeah. last year, a lot of people picked Brooklyn, um, and rightfully so, but I was like, um, Milwaukee, let's see what they're all about. Um, and, and obviously they proved it last year. So, um, you know, they're, they're chilling. They're, they're the favorite until someone knocks them out really in the East. Um, yeah. let's, okay. So let's talk about the 50, man. I was, I, I know this team was good, but holy shit. I did not know they were this good in the standings. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro. This mm -hmm. is the most surprising one out of the whole standings to me. Yeah. Have, have you seen a Cleveland Cavalier game from beginning to end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, especially in the beginning. I wanted to think. I didn't, I didn't know. I was like, man, we've always seen teams start out like, like bad teams start out like with a good record. And I'm like, I want to see it. And even the games that they lost, like against the Lakers, I, I caught one of those games. Mobley, man, he, if he's not rookie of the year, I don't I don't know who else is. Like, this dude, I mean, I don't know, not really nowhere, but, you know, just the way he's kind of just plug and play like like nothing, bro. Like, he was a good player in college, but I didn't think he was going to be this good in the pros yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know Rubio 
Is he hurt for the year? Or how long is he out? Yeah, he's out he for the year. He, I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, so, I mean, I honestly think this is a team in, in play for a Ben Simmons type trade. I mean, if they had that type of player, I would take them a lot more serious and they could honestly challenge the Bucks more. But yeah, I mean, this is the, the surprise of the year. You know, I don't, I don't even, honestly, if we look back at our pre season previews, I don't think we had them in the playoffs. Mm, I didn't. I, yeah, I would say this. Yeah, right it's I, like, I think maybe I had them in the plan, but I don't want to say that for sure. But, yeah, like, nobody, nobody, I don't care who anybody says, nobody really thought they were going to be this good. The fact that they're playing exceeding all expectations, it's like, damn, like, this is crazy. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, I, I kind of wanted to point this out. I think the MVP of this team is Jared Allen, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Uh, when when the Harden trade happened and uh I when I saw that they got they gave up Allen to Cleveland, I was like, okay, like I don't understand why Cleveland got him, but I can't complain because this dude's a great player. I know he was great in Brooklyn. The dude's a dog on defense. He'll rebound the ball for you. He's like a he's like a little better version of DeAndre Jordan in his prime, in my opinion. Jared Allen. Nobody just nobody talks about him just because he's in Cleveland. Um, but the dude is 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 gonna protect the paint, and then I think that's the reason why Mobley um, is the way he is because he's got a blanket and Jared Allen behind him to help back him up for help defense. Um, so yeah. that, those two are a great combination. I would say Kevin Love. I I forgot this dude still played. To be quite honest with you, um, but I mean he's kind of flourishing in here. It's like Twin Towers, dude. They got Laurie Markin in too. I know he got hurt not too long ago. Um, but without big players, you also need great guards. And Garland's been coming becoming a star low key in this league. Um, I know um, John Moran's getting a lot of attention. And rightfully so. Garland, yeah, Garland, Garland Loki has been doing great as well. So um, people need to just watch out for Cleveland. They may not. This may not be a year. Like they're gonna be a good, a good, good position in this league in terms of standings. But they're not yet. I give them a couple more years. Maybe next year too. They're gonna be a very, very serious threat. And I will start considering them as NBA contenders in the next year or so. Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, if they can pull the trigger on one of these guys. Like they have they have depth, so it's like to me, if they throw in marketing and maybe love and a couple picks, like they could get their hands on maybe a McCollum or maybe a, a Ben Simmons. I don't know. Like I feel like they can get one of these big stars, and that's all they need, honestly. Yeah. I know Garland's stepping up. I know Moby's good, but you're asking a lot out of young guys. And if you get a veteran in there that's been there before and can score and take the load off those guys. I mean, they they're gonna be tough to beat, and it's it's finally finally happening happening where they they're good without LeBron. I mean, I don't I don't remember the last time Cleveland's been good without LeBron. Probably the nineties, but or the eighties. But man, I mean, man, yeah. Shout out to them. They they have been such a shocking team in a, in the most positive way. This whole Eastern Conference, and you know, I hope they can. I want to see an upset with those. With, with them against somebody. Can you imagine if they upset the heat or something like that? Like, it could be like the new mugs. Yeah, like something like that. Like I said, they're a dark horse like for sure. Like, I would not be surprised if they're battling with the Bucks in the second round and they can't put, you know, they can't put them away, but they give them a run for their money. Like, it's just that type of team. They're so deaf. Anybody steps up and, you know, like, like I said, this is – 
Don't be surprised if it's, I could, I, we said in the Western Conference episode, the Suns made it with lucky breaks, with injuries, with the Lakers and the Nuggets. If the Bucks and the Nets and the Bulls, if they're not helping the playoffs, they're might be in the finals. It's just that type of year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Cleveland could make – I could see them winning a first round um, and then kind of making some noise a second round. But it all depends on the seeding, as you said. So, yeah. for the time being, though, you know, applaud, props to them. I'm applauding them here because, holy shit, I did not see this coming. I know this team was young, but I didn't think they were ready. Um, and, and they're proving yeah. the whole world wrong. So, I love it. Um, this This one was a little of a shocker to me. Philly at six. Um, I guess they're tied with Cleveland, but I mean, Cleveland kind of has a little edge, I think, with the half game. But like you said, anything could change in a week or so. But Philly, um, Ben Simi saga just continues to keep, you know, devour this team, kind of really just interrupt their plans. Joel and Beats having a great nobody's really talking about it. Um, the man needs help. Um, but how stupid is a 76s organization right now not to? Not to complete this whole trade saga with Simmons. Yeah, that's what I I was waiting for Philly. I wanted to wait to say this. I mean, it, this is the biggest disappointment. Daryl Morey should be getting a lot a lot more uh, criticism than he is because they're wasting Joel Embiid. I mean, when he's healthy, he's one of the most unstoppable players in the league. Mm-hmm. In the league, we, we've seen it time and time again. Get him, get him somebody. I mean, I've seen a lot of these trade packages where I'm like, why wouldn't you take that? And, you know, it's it's hearsay, it's rumors. You take it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, if a lot of these rumors are true and, you know, I've seen a, a couple of Kings packages with Heald and I've even seen some Indiana with Sabonis. I mean, that you, you have to get as much value as you can. And if you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, the value keeps t- – it just, it's just going to nosedive every single time. And, you know, I, I remember in the offseason, they're like, oh, well, he's under contract for four years. So it takes four years. It takes four. Like, you, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. And Philly really needs to just pull the trigger. If they can get, you know, a, a semi-decent sidekick to Joel Embiid and some depth and picks, there's always next offseason you can flip all this stuff and get someone better. I mean, I, I just think it's a joke what they're doing. If they really want to wait four years to do something, then, I mean, that says it all. Joel Embiid, he's not getting any younger. He's going to keep breaking down because of, like how Katie broke down. You use a player that much, eventually health becomes an issue, and it's not his fault. It's not anybody's fault. It just happens. Like, it's just the way this game goes. And, you know, we, we know Embiid. Like, he's been coming in kind of overweight. He still kind of has uh, conditioning issues. But when he's out there balling, He's getting you when he's out there balling, balling. He's getting you like 15 and 50 and 12 a night, like what he did against Orlando a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him go straight games with 30 plus and you know 10 plus rebounds, and he he'll get some he'll get in the assist game every now and then. But it's like, bro, you have to really fulfill this potential out with Embiid, and if you don't, you're just you're slapping Philly Philly fans in the face by not completing this trade, getting this drama out of Philadelphia and starting fresh. That's what they both need. And Daryl Morey being a hard-headed son of a bitch like he's always been, you know, it, it might be the demise of Joel Embiid as we know it because 
They're just wasting his – they're wasting all his potential right now. Seth Curry's good. Tobias is what he is. They're going to be a sixth, seventh, eighth seed if they continue with this team because Embiid can do only so much, you know, at the end of the day, so. Absolutely. I mean, Joel, Joel Embiid, um, if, if this doesn't get addressed soon with Simmons, I think he's going to be very upset with the organization. Yeah, of course. Obviously, for, for the morale reason as well, like, I know he has beef with him. Um, he's kind of voiced it a little bit in the training camp and preseason. Um, he doesn't want him on this team if he doesn't want to be here. And he, I think, man, oh, man, I think I was looking at trades. I was thinking of trades um, of, of who, like, who who can they get right now? Like, really, Ben Simmons' value has dropped so bad that I don't think – I don't, of course, like you said, someone will take a flyer on him. Someone will pay the price for him, but – like I don't see, I don't know who I can think of. I guess Brooklyn with Harden, um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, the one team that low key we should probably keep an eye for is is Minnesota. I I, I think Anthony Edwards is is the development and progression has really caught the eye of the front office in Minnesota to get rid of uh, D'Lo, um, and I think if D'Angelo Russell is gonna leave, he'll come to Philly. And bring Simmons back. Um, I, I I think Simmons would love to play basketball wise. I think he would love to play with a guy like Anthony Edwards and Cam Car Anthony Towns. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on. He may not want to live in Minnesota because who does? But um, that that's a team to keep an eye for. But at the end of the day, they are gonna waste it. They're more gonna do shit. The trade deadline's gonna yeah. come to go with Philly. Um, they're gonna they're looking to trade Tobias Bye. Harris which doesn't make sense to me. I think he's been a decent part of this team this year, but I guess they're trying to get rid of his contract, blah, blah, blah. The fact that they're more worried about getting rid of him than Simmons right now is stupid. Philly's going to be Philly. I never considered them a threat until they get rid of Simmons and and monitor who they get back, but they're just going to be there like they are right now. What They're the sixth seed, so they'll they'll continue to just linger around fifth, sixth, fourth, whatever. Um, and probably just losing the first round so to whoever. No. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't blame you for, you know, saying all that stuff. I, I completely agree. Like, they, I feel like McCollum, that package has always been there. I don't know why Warrior just doesn't want to take it. I know McCollum isn't a super-duper star, but, I mean, you're getting a scoring guard for Seth Curry and Joel Embiid. Why not? Just take that. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's not getting – as a star for star, like, that's not happening. I don't know if whoever's telling him that they just need to stop lying to this man at this point because that's not happening. Like, you're not gonna get Damian Lillard back for Simmons. Like, if Dame was very vocal about getting traded earlier in the year, then maybe. But I mean, at this point, I could see Lillard being a Nick next year. I don't know, it's not, it's not gonna be in Philly, but um. Yeah, it's going to come and go. They're not going to do nothing. And that's that's the thing. You said it right there. The fact that they're worried about Tobias Harris and getting rid of him before Simmons, or I've also heard they want to package both of them together, then you're just, you're just um, you know, Impossible. putting yourself in a box. And, yeah, you're just putting yourself in a very tough situation where the, the only team that could really take them is maybe Sacramento. And I don't think they even do that trade. Yeah. Like Harrison Barnes to me is better than Tobias Harrison at this point. Crazy to say that, but mm-hmm. I mean it is what it is. And 
I, they, they're really putting themselves in a tough situation, but it's Daryl Morey. I mean, I, I'm not I, surprised. I, to be quite honest, I think, Houston, I think this is oh, what Darryl, I think Daryl Morey is doing this more out of like. I don't think he's – I really don't think in his heart he wants to give Simmons what he wants. I think he's going to let this linger so much, not for X's and O's, not for the contracts, blah, blah, blah. I think it's more he wants to make Simmons suffer um, as much as he can for as long as he can. I Personally, this is me speaking. I think that's what he wants. I think that he's trying to make Simmons miss out the entire year of basketball um, and stuff like that. So – I don't know. He's making the situation worse, just waiting every day. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's talk about the Hornets. Um, LaMelo, this is another team I've been hearing reports could go in on Get Simmons as well. Um, LaMelo's been doing great. Uh, this team is not ready. They're they're good. They're good. I love their energy. I, I, shout out to the Hornets announcers. They, they're fun to watch. Um, yeah, but they're not ready. They're missing a couple of pieces. I think they need another person or another great player next to Lamelo. Um, I Gordon Hayward, he's decent. Um, but I don't. I think his he's his, a role guy. Yeah, he's like his his best days are past him, really at this yeah. point. Terry, scary Terry. You know him more than I do. I I, I never consider him like a, a legit star in, in this league or even like he he's he's like Hayward. He he's good. He can play his role. He can, he can get you some points if needed, but the dude's not a star like Lamelo. I think they're missing a piece, and I guess Ben Simmons could be a great addition if they if they pull the trigger. Like Philly, who would I want back? Bridges and Terry? I mean, I don't. I don't know if that works out. I mean, yeah, Charlotte. We we knew Lamelo what he did last year. He was only going to get better. Bridges to me is, I mean. I don't know who do you have as most improved. I mean, what he's done, he's elevated his game to the next level. And, you know, I've seen it. I've seen him, you know, in all these highlights and House of Highlights clips and all these dunks he's done over the years. But the fact that he's finally putting together his game and, you know, he's he's averaging close to a double-double if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, he's really stepped up. And like you said, they're they're young. They're not ready. Um, They do get Simmons. I mean, that would be – it's just with Simmons, man. He just needs to get that shot right. And I'm talking about a different player, but that's where we're talking about the Hornets here. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, Scary Terry to me, he's like Marcus Smart. He's either the hottest player or the coldest player. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets a shot going, it's hard to stop him. And when he can't hit shit, ooh, I mean, it's Russell Westbrook. You know, light pretty much. That's the thing is the Hornets. The Hornets have a lot of. Good role players on their team, like yeah. Oh, Kelly Oubre is another one. You know, he he's really good in his role. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Bridges, Lamelo's the star. But I I think they need another guy that can match his energy and his talent. And and once they do, watch out for the Hornets. They'll make some noise in the East for sure. I like Sabonis on this team too. This would be nice. I desperately need a big man. Yeah, Sabonis or Turner. I know Turner. He's less of, you know, what he used to be. But I still think the Hornets should be aggressive in trying to get veteran pieces on this team because you don't want Gordon Hayward to get hurt again and then you don't have trade value with him no more. Right. Or Rogier getting hurt. Like, you have value with a lot of these guys. And if you can get us a bonus, a Turner, uh, I mean, it, it's tough to say who's, who's out there trade-wise. But, 
man, they just need somebody next to LaMelo to kind of take the load off of them because it's all on him. If he's not good, then they're not winning. So, you know, but credit to them, man. They're still, they're still playing a, a lot better than some of these teams I thought that we, you know, higher in the rankings. So. Yeah, um, I mean, we don't have to go team by team anymore. We could just talk about the rest of the East. Uh, but let's go to your Boston Celtics. Um, this is your team, man. Tell, tell me about them. How are they doing? I haven't paid much attention to them this year. Oh, me neither. Don't worry. Um, I mean, they're, they're a job, bro. I mean, they're just soft. They're just like um, they, they have no toughness. I'm on this. And it's crazy to say it, and I, I've tried to get myself to stop, and I've tried to convince myself, no, 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 they, they need to trade Tatum. I, I don't oh, think. Wait, wait, wait. No, listen, I think trade Tatum, he's too in that Kobe mindset of let me, you know, pump, 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 dribble, 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 and then let me put up a fadeaway. I, I, I just don't think that's going to work on this team. And even if we get pieces around him, I still don't think it's going to work out. He just needs to get this hero ball phase out of his system. I like Jalen Brown. I really do. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a, a scorer like Tatum, but I think he's a team player more than Tatum is, honestly. And I, I've honestly tried to say, no, like I want Tatum. Tatum's a good player. I love Tatum to death. But I, I just don't see these two working out. Whether you trade one or the other, you know what? At this point, they need to do something. This team is soft. This team cannot play together. Uh, I've seen a lot of people blame Yudoka. I mean, Yudoka, he's kind of taking over a sinking ship at this point. Like, this was already collapsing last year. And with all this Marcus Smart shit, like, he's gone. Schroeder, I mean, for what we got him, it's not that bad. He got the – I forgot what it was, like, the trade exception – salary so it was like seven million I don't know something like compared to what the Lakers were gonna give him I know you're happy about that but um yeah I I don't I don't see this these two working out and I know a lot of people want to see this work out but I, I don't they like I said I I think Brown can play in a team better than Tatum is too hero knowledge for me, and I, I don't think that can work out. I understand, you know, Kobe, what he did. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying he's, to me, he, he's just trying to take over the game and get on. I, I just don't see he's still working out. If they could trigger on a Tatum trade, just because he can get more value for than a Brown trade. Yeah, I mean. Just me, though. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think you guys really kind of went downhill um, for a couple of reasons, but the biggest one really that kind of brought you guys bad was the Schroeder, the Schroeder signing. Um, I, I think everyone knew this, this dude was ass. Like everyone watches Laker games. Everyone pays attention to them a lot. The dude does not play great. I don't know what happened to him ever since he came to LA. Maybe LeBron kind of ruined his game, but um, he, the fact that he came, he had even got a chance to sign with somebody was surprising to me. Better, yeah. let alone Boston. Like, Boston's really trying to win right now. It's not like it was a rebuilding team where they just wanted to give him a flyer. So, um, that happened. And then Jalen Brown, I, I just don't think, I don't, I 
would consider Tatum more of a superstar than Brown. Um, but that's just my two cents of things. Um, I love yeah. Tatum. I don't think it's his fault. Like, he does do the hero ball a lot, but I'd rather have my player do that than kind of just be less aggressive and shy away from a moment. Um, but then again, you do have Jalen Brown. He could be a better player for the team as well. So something needs to happen. Something does need to break up, and I think it should be addressed in the offseason. I think you just roll with what you have now and then, and then just figure out what you can do and, and get in return for either one of those you, players. You know what pisses me off is, like, this the whole Celtics offense is hard Brown, it's your turn. All right, Tatum, it's your turn. And then Marcus Smart is like, hold my beer, watch me do this. It's like, bro, you're not like that. Marcus Smart, to me, I, and I told you this last offseason, I wanted them to get Lonzo Ball. I wanted them to get a point guard because I feel like Tatum, maybe, and you're right, he, he does a lot of hero ball because he feels like he has to. They don't have a point guard. That's the reason they got Schroeder. They needed a point guard, and they're like, fuck you, we'll just get this guy. He's cheap, and if we don't like him, then we'll resign him. But you know, when the Celtics were good and then Campbell was helping you know, I like I was like, okay, they can make a run at this and all this, but it's like they need a point guard. And I've seen a bunch of trade rumors with Mike Conley for Marcus Smart and picks and all that. I wouldn't mind Conley, but I feel like that's not gonna fix everything that's wrong with them. Like they Time Lord can't stay healthy. They have no bench depth. Horford is Horford. He is what he is. I, I don't think he's a starting forward anymore. And they're relying on Horford to, you know get all the rebounds that they can get. And it's just – and they just kind of need to blow this team up at this point. And yeah, hopefully Stevens can see that. You know, he's the man in charge now and GM. And they, they need to figure this out because, I mean, they're, this team's going to be shitty for a long time. I promise you, they'll figure it out within this next year. I mean, they're going to be in cap hell pretty yeah. soon if they can't figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, just moving forward down the line with the East, uh, I just two more teams I kind of want to just briefly talk about. The Knicks, um, they're entertaining to watch, dude. They've been the most entertaining team I've seen all year. Um, and just based off the energy you see in Madison Square Garden, you would think they're a top three team, but they're not. They're nowhere close to it. Um, Julius Randle scares me. I, I think he's his attitude right now with the New York – media and fan base is toxic um and he's not played great i know he played great um this past game kind of won in the game but he's been very inconsistent and that's how he's been his entire career i i, I don't know why yeah. he really is barely turning on him because that i mean you know what you got when you signed him but um yeah. rg barrett's gonna do great i think he's been getting better as it goes i thought when they drafted him i was like you know rj barrett's gonna be a stud in this league it's taking him a lot longer than I expected to, but he's he's getting there. Cam Reddish, yeah. I love Cam Reddish. Um, so the fact that he came to New York, I'm hoping Thibodeau does not fuck him over, because um, I heard he's he's treating him as a tenth man in the bench. So um, he better give he better give Cam Reddish some playing time. Um, I love the energy of, of this team. I love Nerlens Noel. Um, so this team just needs to. They they're great defensively, but this is how Tom Thibodeau teams are like they they play great on defense but really they're like the boston offense like oh give it rg barrett he lets him let let have him make a play like oh give it to julius randall let have him make a play their offense is very stagnant and that's their only issue that's why they're 23 and 25 as they are right now yeah and they, you know they haven't really looked up to expectation like you said julius randall what warranted them to extend him to that extension i mean he to 
the way he played against Atlanta, I would have not have signed him anywhere close to that type of money. I mean, he like, like you said, very inconsistent, very up and down. And the fact that it took New York this long to figure that out, I mean, hey, I don't know if that's the scouting or the media, if they got lost in the sauce. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising with Randall. Cam Reddish, I love that trade where he did it in Atlanta. He just didn't ever, he never got opportunities. But when he did, you saw the, the potential he had. And, you know, I, I that, what I was trying to say in the episode, I know my connection was bad. I'm surprised Dallas didn't try to get Cam Reddish for Luka. Like, he's just that type of dude they need. Yeah. Aggressive offensive star and up and coming, and if he gets the chance, which hopefully you know, does like fuck this up. Like this dude should be playing in a lot more games, higher in the rotation. But I think Tibbo, he loves his guy D Rose too much to let anybody else get minutes over him. So ultimately, yeah. New York's gonna be a playoff or playing tournament type of team and. They'll have to figure it out next year. I think, I, I honestly think Lillard's going to be a Nick next year. <laughs> we'll if they can figure out a package, we'll if they can figure out a package, I feel like he can, you know, be a Nick. You never know. I know Nick fans have been wishing for that, but um, I've been seeing rumors because they got Reddish and they have RJ. Zion could be making their way to New York. Yeah, what do you think about that? I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I think. <laughs> I think Zion needs to worry about his own play and physical health before he doesn't right. wanting to leverage to go to New York. I think maybe New York can motivate him if he's if he gets there somehow. I think it'll motivate him to play harder and train better. But I think that's not going to happen, especially given his contract and his age. The, the New Orleans has his team control for the next three years, so um, that if it's going to happen, he's going to have to force his trade out. But even if he does. The situation can get ugly because it'll be like a sentence type thing where, like, you know, GMs aren't going to know how much they sh- really should give up for Zion and shit like that. So it's going to get ugly. And I just don't foresee it happening just because it's that ugly of a, of a situation. Um, yeah. Last team I want to talk about, I don't know if you want to add more, but the, the Hawks, they've, they've been the most disappointing team to me, the standings. I thought they would continue their run that they did last year. Um, I thought they were going to kind of send a message like Cleveland has. And, you know, so kind of proved like, hey, look, like we're here. Well, I know we made it as far as we did, and now we're ready to come back and knock on the door again. So this is surprising. Trey Young, um, he's been kind of on and off um, this season. Uh, I think John Collins wants to get out soon. So I love John Collins, too. So that's, a, you know, it's a disappointment. Atlanta can't really maintain or retain some of their young players like Reddish left. So um, I, I don't know what's wrong with the team. I think they kind of need to – Take a take a look, take a step back, and say like, okay, what does Trey Young need? What can we get out of him or for him? Because we have a lot of young pieces, and obviously it's not working now. So they need to figure something out. Yeah, I think they need to upgrade that quick propeller position. And I, I I've seen John Collins in a bunch of trade rumors, and I'm like, is it really that bad? I mean, I, I thought they smoothed things over, but maybe that tension's still there, but. Um, yeah, they need they need a, another guy next to Trey to kind of take that scoring load off, and they need more like a better center to me that can roll with him. I know Capella is very limited in what he does, but I, I just think they need to upgrade that position. And yeah, Reddish, I feel like he was a victim of you know too many guys. They had too many guys, and they like uh, Bogey more than they like Reddish. So 
That's why they make that they made that decision to trade them. But um, they, yeah, they're, they're very disappointing. They haven't really done what I thought they would do. I thought they'd be back in the top, you know, making noise. And you know, they need to figure it out because Nate McMillan might get fired pretty soon. I was gonna I mean, say that Atlanta's kind of yeah, Atlanta Atlanta's in a like no bullshit kind of mode now. And I feel like Nate McMillan's gonna be the the fall guy if they can't figure it out soon. I like, extended him. He was the interim coach. That's such a Nate McMillan thing is that he, I historically speaking, when he joins a new team, the team comes out really hot. You would think, oh, these guys are NBA contenders. Like, they're the real deal, blah, blah, blah. And then next season comes around and this team looks flat. This team looks unmotivated sometimes. It's like something – it's like Nate – I don't know what Nate McMillan does in his coaching styles. It just feels like – he brings out the energy when he first joins the team. He gets the team together, gets them riled up. But then after a certain while, like, team players are like, okay, like, you're giving us the same shit every time. Like, you're not helping us anymore. And I, I think that, that kind of fizzles out. And I think that's kind of the Nate McMillan team in general. Like, they come out hot and then they just die out at the end. Yeah, and I think Atlanta, they're kind of feeling the pressure of what if Trey starts getting upset and then he yeah. wants to trade. So. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to figure this out soon. And, you know, I, I mean, I think they'll be in the play and I think they'll, you know, kind of be lingering in the playoffs, but not making too much noise and kind of fizzle out. And then they really have to be aggressive in the offseason. They really have to make a move to where it keeps Trey happy. And if it's a new head coach, then it is what it is for Nate McMillan. I mean, he's always going to be the best interim coach of all time. Because like you said, whenever they need him to step in that role, he the spark is there for the first six months. And then after that, they kind of get sick of him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, he'll find another coaching staff to be a part of. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Here. Yeah, Atlanta for sure. Atlanta and Philly, the most disappointing teams in the East, no doubt. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, that, that they've been up and down. But who knows? This is the midseason um, as we mentioned earlier, like like Brooklyn can, any team really can. Uh, I don't know where it can just get hot and and climb up in the standings and and you know all they need yeah. is not running and make noise in the playoffs like the Hawks did last year. So um, I don't think I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add, but that's really our Eastern Conference uh, reactions review. Actually, actually, do want to bring up Indiana just for okay. trade rumors. Got it. Where do you think those two? And maybe even Brogdon uh, traded and they're going to start rebuilding? Or, right. Like, what are your thoughts on Indiana? Yeah, they're going to do a total rebuild. I think this team, Charles Barkley said it best. Like, this team has been the, – the core of this team has been together for quite for some time now, the past few years. And I think um, the front office realizes, like, look, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to be the same team as we have been the past few years. Um, so they're they're looking at just doing a total rebuild, kind of just starting from scratch again and, and gaining value um, from these players now before they, they, you know, it drops more and more. Because for now, you know, like um, Brogdon has some value. Uh, Miles Turner has some value. Sabonis has value. Like there's there's good quality value out there for these guys right now. And you might as well take advantage now and kind of stay ahead of the curve before, you know, Sabonis – you know, starts to play awful and, and people start to distrust him and, and his play. So Pacers really right now just need to find as much assets as they can, like the Thunder have, getting who knows what the whole draft in the next few years. So Pacers need to kind of approach that as well because no no superstars coming to Indiana. I can tell you that right now. 
prediction-wise, where do you think uh, Sabonis and Turner are more likely to get traded? Absolutely. So where do you think those two end up? I think um, – I honestly, I'm rooting for this, so I'm just going to speak into existence. I think Sabonis is coming to Dallas. Um, I, I think he's, he's wow. he would be great there. I, this is just me speaking to existence. Um, it's probably unlikely for it to happen, but I would love to see that him and Luca together – That'll be great. I think this. I think Dallas could be a serious threat if that happens, but um, I don't think it'll, they'll pull the trigger there. And then for Miles Turner, um, I think it's somebody who needs a center. So I can see the Lakers a little bit. Um, maybe not. Probably not though. Um, the Warriors. The Warriors are also a sneaky one if they're willing to give a Wiseman. Don't see that happening though. Um, the Hornets. Maybe make a trade de- deadline addition here. Um, so any, I think any team. I'll tell you this. I think any team that is in the middle of the standings, kind of trying to get that extra player that they know will will kind of you know boost them a little bit. Those that's those are the teams that are gonna make a trade for these guys. So I, obviously the Hornets, um, you know uh, the Lakers need something. You know some somebody out there that they understand that they need something now. Dallas. Um, just to get them over the hump. I mean, if Sabonis goes to Dallas, wow. I mean, that, that would be something great. I think Horn, Charlotte should be very aggressive trying to get one of these two. Um, real, I wonder if you know this. Just a quick question. Does Harden have a no-trade clause? I think he does. I think he does. But with him, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, never know. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Shit, why don't you try to get some bonus for KD? I don't know. I mean, it's something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll just leave it there. There's nothing really else to talk about in the East. Unless you want to talk about Orlando struggles. But I really don't. Horrible, so. dude. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. And somehow they're not going to get the first round, first pick of the drive. I can feel it now. Uh, probably not. You know, whoever has the worst record, we should get screwed over with that type of stuff. But the thing so, is, Orlando has yeah, a lot of young yeah. pieces, and they still, still somehow don't seem to progress. Like, they have, Mo Bamba's good. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs is – I saw a highlight from him the other day. He's been great, or uh, he's been great as of late. Markel Fultz, yeah. he hasn't played, but he's still young. Like, they have mm-hmm. young pieces. Yeah. Wagner, he's been annoying the whole league, but he's been – every time I see him piss people off, it's because he's made a highlight. So, they have – Young pieces. I just don't understand why they haven't been better than what they had, like the record shows. So, coaching and development. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, Orlando, I don't know. Orlando just needs to figure something out there, maybe front office wise to begin with. But that's why they're horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, do you think, real quick, since we're talking about trades, is Siakam on the move for you? Toronto? I think I think Toronto no. won't do it unless they find the right offer. I think I know Majiri doesn't do this unless he finds the perfect package. Um, he's like an Andrew Friedman of the Dodgers um, in basketball. Like the dude is a genius. I think he's the smartest, one of the smartest uh, executives in the NBA. And I think he's lingering out there, see what he could get for Siakam. Not aggressively out there doing it but if, if um if the if the right offer comes to the table he'll probably take it like a simmons for siakam or some shit like that mm. oh yeah yeah we'll leave it there i, I didn't think we were going to spend a second on orlando or toronto mm-hmm. and here we are so i'll just leave it at that that's uh 
Eastern Conference reactions, I guess. Yes, I don't sir. know which one to call it, but yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want to wrap this up? Hey, guys, so just make sure to follow our social medias, leave a five-star rating. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.